This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Ollie Tikkanen. So basically, if I, if I conclude a bit what you have said, that to get grants and make good research projects is to collaborate with the best people you can, you can get to your project. Think about the, the wider societal uh, applications, but then do it still with the really high research standards. What, other, what would be your top three tips for early career researchers how to how to get how to apply for grants it's a good good question and of course i also struggle with this thing everyone struggles uh but i would say well with my limited experience let's remember that but now for now i would say that think about the big picture uh what's important for the society and try to formulate the research question or the main catch of the proposal so that many people can understand that. It can be very deep and and very basic research and very scientific, but you need to, it's very good if you even try to formulate it in a way that many people understand that. And, 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 well, they understand the problem, but they also understand the potential benefits that would arise from your project. And, and then, third one, communicate those very clearly. If you have them in your proposal, it doesn't mean that people understand them. Say them many times, use, use boldface font, conclude your, your paragraph so that... that it will be very clear that what's the point in this paragraph and what's the point in this whole whole proposal so that your main point will be very clear for the reviewers so i think that's that's maybe those are the three points yeah i i think that communication is important many researchers i think feel that the research grant proposal needs to look boring it needs to look like like a very scientific and it's just text and and no no font color no bold nothing but i think we have we have applied with arto quite many many grants for for business and from eu and there i think it's more traditional to make it very nice looking and easy to read and i, I guess you have applied these same principles into your research grant applications yeah, for sure, and and reviewers are also people and humans. So, so think about yourself. Yeah, this is also good. Think about yourself reading the proposal, and and give it to your colleague also. They can read it, and and then you you can. It can be very easy for you, of course, because you 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 own the idea. But how you communicate it to others—that's the main thing there, and. And use graphs also if you have pilot data, make it make it a credible case that that you are the best person to execute the study. Show that you have data, so that you have previous knowledge, 
take some screenshots from your from your previous publications that sub support the current case. Tell what's what you will add into this, how you build upon upon the previous findings and so on. So and also the implications and the practical outcomes make them very clear for the for the reader. Mm. And I, I think the important point is you said that think about reading it yourself, but think about reading 20 of proposals yourself in a busy schedule in in two days or something. Think about how can you read everything if it's said once there, like for example, the practical applications, will the re- will the reviewer even notice it? So think about person reading 20 proposals per day or something. That's a very good point. Yeah, that's that's very important point. And and we also need to remember, at least in Finland, there's so much competition. There's so little money and they are even cutting more of this money. Even if you have the best proposal in the world, it doesn't mean that you get funding. So it's it's a very sad situation. Many, many very good proposals with very good good practical implications, they don't get funding. So it's a very bad bad situation. But that's that's how it is. And the all you can do is to is to apply with good proposals and apply again. And and then maybe maybe a question about, you know, you write the good good proposal, you don't get the money from one place. Do you rotate the same study to different funding agencies? And yeah, how 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 do you how do you see it? Do you send it to every opportunity, or how do you how do you kind of play the game? No, nowadays I try to be more strategic and and have a longer goal. During my PhD, I was rotating the same proposal. It's a little bit a little bit different because you only apply money for yourself. So I wrote rotated the same proposal. And then I I kind of felt that okay it's more about the quantity, about the touch point with the <laughs> with the with the funding agencies, and the better chances you you have to get the money, which is of course true. Uh, but nowadays I try to be a bit more. I need to know who will do the study. Uh, I cannot do everything myself, and also. I, I rather apply for big grants than than go everywhere with with small grants. Of course, it's currently it's easy to say because I have two big grants running now. It would be very diff- different if I didn't have these grants and and my PhD students would have money. So, but if possible, and and then I also try to think about combinations in these grants. So. Getting basic research funding is very difficult, but then there are many like applied grants that you can apply for and build one piece of the of the bigger picture with with those grants. That would mean like implementing some intervention components in companies, uh, trying to find business opportunities for those, or 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 then building these intervention components to be scalable. And 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 something like that, but but if possible, if you can touch the same idea or the same topic from many many 
perspectives and and with the uh, with the basic research and applied and development kind of point of view views then it will be a more powerful combination than with the research grants only and of course it's very important to note that getting this development funding it's is much easier than getting this this research funding so it can be very difficult to have a long continuation with very high quality research grants it can be that you you need to have a period of 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 less competitive funding but you you want to keep the good guys working good people working and and to be able to pay salary for them so so that's why it's very important to think on a li- little bit longer perspective than only with one grant and and when you said developmental grant you mean the ones that are in collaboration with industry yes the some of them are in collaboration with industry and and we have this kind of regional development funding which is aimed at at developing like your regional business opportunities or regional healthcare occupational healthcare things like that and and it makes sense to combine these with with basic research grants so you develop this uh, health promotion interventions with the with the research grants but then you can test them in practice with the other grants and it's a, it's a very good combination with this development funding you can you can provide education you can run pilots and 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 you can develop the interventions to, to be more a better fit for for companies or for healthcare so yeah so i i enjoy this kind of and and that also makes you think about the practical point also in the in the research grants and and how do you apply for this i don't know if many people from can people from universities apply for them or do they go do they need to go through applied universities people in in uh universities also applied them but it's about the funding structure in finland for university of applied sciences they are a little bit better funding because we have a little bit different funding system together with the ministry that's why universities prefer grants with with big overhead shares because they get that's where they make kind of their that's how they keep the big house running this overhead share is much smaller in these development grants but for university of applied sciences uh, their kind of strategic goal is to develop the area where they are in addition to to doing other uh, other research things and providing education that's why they they get an additional share upon of of the grants themselves from the ministry and and it's partly based on these development grants so so the system is a little bit different for university of applied sciences that's why it's a little bit better money for university of applied sciences than for for basic research universities but still many basic research universities also apply these grants because that's how they they keep people working they don't take it's very difficult for them to make any profit well anyway public organizations they don't do any pro- profit but but you understand to to get any extra money for their organization because because everything goes into running the project which is which is also pretty good 
Yeah. And and do you know anything about this kind of regional grants or developmental grants in other countries? Do you have any idea how they work in elsewhere? I don't know. In Europe, we have many horizon grants and they are, they are very different because they have large overheads and, and they are very competitive. But I, I only know that there are development grants elsewhere as well. Because, well, actually, to be to be accurate, actually, this is these are European level grants. These development grants, they are regional development grants and and social development grants. So they are available around Europe. So you can apply everywhere in Europe. And now we have the next kind of funding funding period starting, and we have a little bit. Uh, updated content there uh, but they they are available around Europe and and actually I know many basic research universities we have done this in collaboration with with Europe European basic research universities this applied these grants together so it's it's very possible and they are even doing some research research, this kind of things yeah. you really kind of do directly research but but something yeah. very close to research with yeah. these grants also and and it depends on the funding agency like the local funding agency also what they let you to do hmm. i i think that's a great point that it might be that the local authority is kind of uh giving the money but it might be leveraged from the EU. For example, as Fibion, we got funding now from a local, from from Jyväskylä, the city where Fibion is registered from the agency there, but it was actually React EU money that they were leveraging. So uh, I, I think a take-home message from here is that check like as a researcher that is there some in Europe for example is if if there is some EU leveraged money that the local authorities can can share it probably needs to be some sort of practical applications but it can kind of benefit it can be a little bit research like yeah that's a very good point and and the point i enjoy in this development funding the most is that you discuss these projects beforehand with the funding agency you only can get project for the real need. And that's where you, you, you contact the funding agency, the local funding agency, and, and they can tell you directly what's, how much there are funds available, for, for what purposes, what kind of projects they already have, and, and what kind of projects they would like to get. And, and even what kind, of, uh, what kind of consortium they would like to see in the proposal. So... Building upon that, you don't do the only only extra work you you do if you don't apply is to is to contact the funding agency and have a one hour meeting, and then if they say that okay this is a very good good idea, this is a very good consortium, uh, just just go go ahead and apply. You will have very good chances. You don't do much extra work for that so it's it's very kind of effective system one very important thing to keep in mind is that 
many, many times you need to have companies involved in these proposals. So you cannot do them by yourself. Uh, and they need to, you need to have a kind of uh, like a preliminary agreement with the companies. But usually it, it doesn't require a lot of commitment from the companies. They are pretty, pretty easy. But anyway, it's, it's, that's how they ensure that these, these have the practical side also. This podcast is sponsored by Fibian. Fibian is an accurate sitting and physical activity tracking device and analysis platform. It is a great tool for projects that aim for behavior change in sedentary behavior and incidental physical activity. Fibian provides easy-to-understand PDF and web browser reports for participants. Other features include comparisons to recommendations, linking results to health risks, achievement cards, and interactive goal-setting tool. In addition, Fibian provides an API that allows for easy integration to other systems and applications. Learn more about Fibian at fibian.com research. Fibian. From researchers to researchers. And, and maybe I can give an industry perspective. I also get sometimes emails from, from different countries that would, would Fibian like to be part of this kind of project. So we, we, we usually like to be in this kind of project in, involved. But when you, when you send an email, make a title that we right away understand that this is, this is the thing. And then if it doesn't, if it's, for example, just pre- preliminary agreement that we just say that, yes, we are interested, state it very clearly. Don't make like a long email that it's difficult to understand that what's the point in this? Do we need to give money? Do, do we get money? Do we need to give something for free? Do we need to write the proposal? But just that make it clear that this is just a preliminary agreement. You just need to say yes and things will go and the next step will be this. So just be be very clear and usually companies want to be involved, but make it make it very clear from the ti- starting from the title and email that what is what is required from the from the company side. That's a good point. And and it's kind of doing sales. And and it's the same for companies, it's the same for researchers, and it's the same for those who, who try to form a a consortium for for applications and that's actually one thing that I've, I've tried to learn also that make your emails have a very clear call to action point so only only telling ideas and leaving it like open it will be very difficult for for the receivers to to reply uh, so so it also uh, makes things much faster things will happen much faster it it will make it much e- much easier for the reservers re- recipients to to reply yes or no or do the action you like and also in the proposal make clear that what you like to do with it don't just tell the background but make clear what you will do what will be the benefit this is what you will get from this it's it's actually a pretty good <laughs> comparison if you would Think about writing email to the reviewer. reviewer. What would you say for, for him or her? So it's the same in the proposal. It's like a message to, to make him or her do the action to give you mo- money. So make it clear that 
that okay, this will be the benefit for you, and and this is how we achieve it. Yeah, I I think it's a really good point about email. It's I I feel I hear so many people being frustrated with replying emails and so on. So I always try to write emails that it has first it has just one point. If I need to have more than one point, it will be one number one. Is this okay? Blah blah blah. That you can just reply yes to number one, no to number two, and yes to number three. That you have just like numbered the questions that there are, and it's basically just yes or no replies or maybe sometimes. But I, I think that's really important in a in a busy hectic world that you you write very clear emails. Fully agree. Yeah, and and then how do you? If we go back to grant applications, I think you said that you have just one month time to write the free ride in which you got like almost half a million euros. How do you, what kind of tips you have for writing process, how to manage time, what kind of mistakes to avoid? It's a good question. I'm afraid I don't have any, any, like anything special to give in this, but, but of course, well, how I do it, I usually start just with with bullet points. I try to make the structure ready first, and and what are the important points that I need to I need to emphasize and highlight in this. I try to make it very clear, and and of course you need to you need to know the literature. Uh, you need to cite the relevant papers in that field. So make make sure that you, you you show that you know the field and and you know how your study is in relation to the current field. What's the different difference and and what's the what's the added benefit and so on. What we will add. <clears throat> and in 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 Finnish system we have like Academy of Finland this kind of proposal template. Which has many things. You have the ethical things and and data management plans and so. So make sure that you have the text for those because they will take a lot of time. And where I try to put a lot of focus, and where I have heard many people don't, is the implications or the practical application from this, or how how will you implement the results. Usually you only have a copy-paste kind of, we publish papers and some media kind of letters or, or whatever. Well, you know that, okay, you have the couple of news and that's it. Uh, but but in, in this free ride, we have a plan to, to visit city councils in, in Finnish cities where we present the results. And then we send like a brief practical leaflet or 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 kind of abstract uh, of the main results to to all Finnish cities, and and so we have a real plan for communication, communicating the results to the actual to the shareholders who who need the data or need the knowledge. So it's it's very simple, but but still, it needs to be in the proposal, <laughs> and 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 then of course. Make sure from the beginning what are the roles of the collaborators in in writing the proposal. Uh, what's the and the budget is of course very important. 
uh, it's very good to agree from the beginning that how much funding will be for the collaborator. Collabor- well, well, collaborators usually don't get money, but if 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 they are like part of the project, do they need funding for a PhD student or a postdoc or or how much you can share from this grant to the others? And of course, the more you share, the more you can also expect input in the in the proposal itself. Yeah, yeah, ni- nice points, and and I think I can share this one that sometimes you have in in grant applications that you have like questions that you need to reply that it's not kind of free form and you start writing those and then when you're submitting it you go to electronic form and it actually has a really short character limits for your questions and you have been writing like like three times too too long and then you need to start like in the very end start to cut it and basically do the work almost again so if it's go through the portal first and see that if there is character limits and write it directly to those because not many things are as frustrating that you have written like a really long perfect description and then you can only have few lines in the electronic form that's true and also check whether you can include uh, pictures or or charts or whatever there whether the electronic system accepts those graphical files or do they need to be like a uh, supplemental file or whatever so make sure that like the technical part uh, it's frustrating and it's very important so so it also might affect how you design the whole proposal and and one one thing which is very clear but i forgot previously is that please make sure that you check the funding agencies or the grants, kind of the main points. What are the grants for? What are the main areas that they emphasize? They might have some keywords there. So please think about those and, and please think about how, you, how, how your proposal meets those bullet points. And it can be like, it can be a very small thing. It can be one sentence with which where you just show that that you have read it and and you know what they want. For example, we were in in we got I'm collaborator in another Ministry of Education project where we got funding and we included this qualitative part as an additional thing in the proposal. Well, first of all, we actually changed the primary outcome based on these main bullet points in the in the proposal. It was a different one, but then we went back to the bullet points and thought that okay, this is a primary outcome that that better fits uh, the aims of the of the funding agency. And then we also included the qualitative part, so interviews, because the funding agency they want to have like. Well, I don't remember exactly, exactly, but the children's view and and kind of data on how to how to implement the results and and things like that. Yes, and and I I think I could add for that when you said that read what the funding is about. That if if you think as the reviewer, and usually bigger the funding is, more bureaucratic it is. So it needs to be fair. So basically what the reviewer is doing is 
kind of checking that does this fit the criteria what we are applying and that's their work to be kind of bureaucrats that check that does this fit in so even though the keyword bingo might sound stupid that you put the words that are in the, what what they are looking for you put it in your application but it also makes it very easy for the reviewer to see that if for example a business funding is for strategic development say that this is strategic development don't say that it's operative or it's something else just use that word and i, I think that's important because you make it the task easier for the reviewer because it might be against the rules that you cannot fund something that it's other than for example strategic so make it easy for the reviewer and say it many times that this is strategic this is not what it shouldn't be that's that's perfectly true so make it make it easy for the reviewer to accept your grant to to say that this meets the criteria and so please read the criteria it's not the big task only only a couple of a4 pages usually or or one web page it it will make increase your job this is self-evident but still it's it's so important <laughs> and and read it and use it in your proposal yeah yeah so do the keyword bingo even though it might feel feel stupid sometimes and then then another point is that there's kind of two approaches that you have a research idea and you create the proposal and then you look for some some fundings that would fit your research idea the other one is to look at the grant opportunities and then craft a research project based on that which one you are using more in a way do you have an idea and then you see that where could it fit or do you see that there's a grant opportunity and you create the idea for that um, usually i create the idea i i try to i don't i don't apply a lot with with the same proposals i i try to make new ideas of course i use the old parts from from the previous proposals but but to to best fit the funding agencies like the aims and bullet points usually you just need to do it again so usually that way of course for example academy of finland they don't have any any topics usually for the these basic basic grants so you can apply whatever you like but for some other proposals i i try to i really try to meet the aims of the grant kind of give give them what they want i i think it's a little bit more difficult to if you have a fixed idea then you apply money for somewhere starting from the technical part because the proposal template might be so different in in different proposals yeah so my my class last last question uh are you open for collaboration which kind of researchers or or any other professionals could be in contact with you what kind of themes and how to how to reach you i'm very open for collaboration collaboration and uh i would like to be involved in in uh, EU level or or even on on a broader perspective like consortiums I would like to apply Horizon Europe funding 
I have some ideas, but not, not very clear ideas. But for those proposals, you need to have a huge consortium and you need to have uh, industry partners as well and academia and so on. So I'm very happy to discuss about these opportunities and also, also research opportunities abroad. My work has been mainly related to daily muscle activity and daily physical activity measured with EMG and accelerometers, uh, randomized control trials uh, in, in working age adults and, and also in children. So everything related to those, I'm, I'm very interested. In EMG side, we have been uh, preparing some analytical things. So if you would be interested in using EMG in your project, I'm happy to, happy to help. Then you of course need to buy your equipment and and so on but but i can assist in, assist in the analytical part so so those are the main main things and what i would like to do more is the implementation science but i don't know how to do that i have zero experience but but i know how important it is so that's that's also very interesting for me so very very open for collaboration yeah that's that's great and i could add here that Arto is a very good person to collaborate because he understands industry. He has been an entrepreneur himself for, for many years. He he knows the basic research and then he knows this kind of applied research work, working in collaboration with healthcare. So I think a great opportunity and he is maybe one of the most effective persons I know. So he can he can do things super fast. So be in contact with Arto if you if you're interested in collaboration. And Arto, what's the best way to contact you? Thanks a lot, Olli. And and I must I must add that you are actually the most effective person I know. So so Olli is also a very good collaborator and 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 you have the same same attributes that, than I do in relation to basic science and also implementation and, and business. So those are the combinations which which will be beneficial. And and you have so many opportunities for, for large projects and, and for making ch- changes, making things better and, and improving life on many sectors. Mm. Yeah, so this has been really, really great discussions, Arthel, and maybe I share with the listeners, we had a plan, <laughs> we had a plan to make three episodes of 20 minutes, and one of them was supposed to be Krantz, not the first one, and we ended up talking like one hour and 10 minutes <laughs> about Krantz, so this is like like when you prepare well, but when we started talking about your work and it kind of slided to the crans, I didn't want to change. So this was very much about about flow. But I, I, I felt that you have such great tips and insights to share about crans that I didn't want to go to our plan, but just go with the flow with this. But thank you, Arto. This was this was a pleasure. I think this is this was useful information for our listeners thanks a lot Olli my pleasure thanks for joining us this week on physical activity researcher podcast if you like the show 
make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you use. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.